You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. everyone and welcome back to episode 26 of take about podcast i'm eli tokash and i'm sydney lucas uh today we've decided to you know not have a guest where it's just gonna be sydney and i chatting and informing you guys a little bit about how we um were on broadway and we're filming tv shows and movies etc uh, on tour as well, uh, all that fun stuff while uh, while going to school. All things school for a child actor and also a teen actor. And Eli, you can start out. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so I started my first ever, like, show on tour. Some of you guys may know that. Um, so I started on tour, and my first school away from my school was in different states which was awesome um it was really cool because touring uh you know it's just a different style uh they the tutor on tour finds a lot of opportunities to make school interactive uh so when we go to a new state we usually have at least one or two field trips depending on how long we're in that state and to be honest that field trip is the only sightseeing of the city that we're in that the kids are able to do just because they're always in school or performing or eating or sleeping um so you know they they do school um and we're just in our little dressing rooms and we have to do four hours a day uh that's like the minimum and then there's it's sometimes longer because there's something called a bank so when we have rehearsals um we're able to grab some hours out of our banked hours uh so that we can rehearse and do what we need to do for the show uh while still maintaining the proper amount of hours that we need to meet so on school you know we have field trips and we're just in our dressing room and tutoring is kind of more one-on-one but the other thing is is that like when you're in a show there's other kids like in different grades as you um on tour 
there was like someone who was four years older than me and so like what they were doing was complete opposite of what I was doing and like they could have basically helped tutor me and sometimes uh they actually did when the tutor was like helping out another student uh who was doing school that day so you know it it just it ranges um and she the tutor for us tried to make it as interactive as possible um because you know just in a dressing room like you're not even in like your home or like an apartment or like a hotel room you're like in a dressing room you know with these like seats and you can get antsy really easily um, and you kind of can just look at yourself in a mirror like it's not very scenic or anything. So they try to make it as fun as possible. So every day for the last 30 minutes, the tutor would also allow educational games to count as school. Um, so we would play games like Scrabble or Bananagrams or um, we had, there was a uh, 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 categories. Is that one? Is it- um, oh, categories. Categories, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, so there's just a bunch of little, um, the fun things that they try to incorporate for tours. So then, um, I moved to New York and I moved to this entirely new school where, and new state. So like some of the kids knew that, knew each other already going into school, even though we were all going to a new school since it is a, it's the school starts at middle school. Um, so Everyone was kind of meeting each other, but some of us knew each other already. But I didn't know anyone uh, except Sydney, of course, because, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so we we go to school, and this school opened my eyes to so many things because it's a performing arts school. And, I mean, performing arts school is absolutely incredible. It's everything that you kind of think. And I say kind of because, yes, there are performing arts involved. However, there are academics still involved. (laughs) It is not just performing arts. Um, And I get that question all the time. So so a performing arts school is you have all of your regular classes. So you have your math, your science, your history, your English, all of that, plus electives. And you also have two periods out of your day that are dedicated to performing arts. And for us, Sydney and I, uh, we were doing all three. So we were doing dancing, acting, and singing, and that just fluctuated every day. Um, Every day was either dedicated to just singing, just dancing, or just acting. Yeah, Um, in middle school, we didn't have a choice. We had to do all three, but in high school, we um, we we got to decide um, which major we wanted to go into. And obviously, we both went into musical theater. Yes. Uh, so, so, but the other great thing about being in a performing arts school um, was that they were very flexible with your schedule. So anyone currently trying to even just audition, like it's super great just to allow you to get out for an audition because some schools, you know, they they can give people trouble for going out for an audition and they don't want you missing school. But performing arts school, you know, that's what you're there for. So they're very accepting and they're very flexible and they're very willing to let you out and lend you a few hours out of your school day to go audition or go to a matinee, which Sydney and I had to do every Wednesday of every week. And yes, Mr. Parenti, I was just on the phone with him today. He, <laughs> he was saying that, 
um, you know, you've come a long way since you left my school, left my class every day on Wednesday, and I would get so annoyed because you were never in my class. Um, and he said, when you were in my class, you were always talking. Um, so, uh, by so, the way, the, the specific school we're talking about is professional performing arts school, and it's so cool because you know how when you go to school, like any um you know, regular academic school, they have, when, when the teachers are taking attendance, they have present or absent. Oh, right. What's really cool about professional performing arts school is we have three categories. We have present, absent, and on location. Um, and yes. on location means that we're working. That means we're, we're working actors and, and we're off, you know, working. <laughs> it also, it, it actually like the term on location means they're doing school at the location that they're currently at because um like if you're on set or something it's just like basically saying yeah. that they're doing school on their location just wherever they are yeah. um so it's it's very neat um and i have to reiterate this because i know i said that like if you are performing or doing whatever please consider like performing art school um i have to say that there are a lot of performing arts schools in New York. There's LaGuardia, there's PCS, and then there's PPAS. Those are like the top ones. And I have to say LaGuardia, if you do want to, if you are considering there, they're not as flexible with the schedules. Um, and same with PCS. So PPAS is very flexible. Uh, they're the most flexible, which is actually why Sydney and I ended up there. Um, it's also why most Broadway kids um, end up going right. there. Yeah, and so just a heads up, I know I said, you know, all, all schools have their own rules and their own requirements. So just check that out before uh, you consider whatever school you'd like to go to. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then that was middle school. So middle school was great. And high school, high school is madness high school you have to pick your own major i mean what is that i had to decide my life at 14 years old but it's not like really deciding your life because you're not getting your bachelor's degree or anything so no pressure but i was like what is this i have to pick a major oh my god but thankfully you know, I was able to pick MT and I was able to continue to do all three things. And it's actually funny that because um, for the professional performing arts school and honestly, any performing arts school, you're going to have to audition to get in. Yeah. So so it's funny because LaGuardia, I mean, listen, I'm a homer, so I got to shout out PPAS yeah. and trash talk LaGuardia. I'm sorry for all you LaGuardia listeners. Um LaGuardia I was on tour with Finding Neverland and I was unable to attend the audition and they were not letting me not go and audition in person they they were like no self-tapes you have to be in person so I was like unbelievable so but PPAS of course let me film my audition and sing and dance and act and all of that um so yeah so we were doing that and I did myself tape and I found out that I got into the MT department. Um, so that was great. And I was on tour trying to be in the musical theater department. So that was great. Um, very new. And then um, high school is really where you 
for the performing arts school, I would say really where you focus on performing arts and um, just further your craft because middle school, it's very general stuff. And it's very like, as far as like a working actor, I guess it's all the things that I kind of knew already in middle school. Um, So it is beneficial for sure. Um, But high school was where really where I started to like learn and like get to know myself as a performer and really connect with just the story in general. Cause my, you know, my high pitched voice and my dimples couldn't, couldn't just own the, the art for me. It was um, now in the, the hands of a pubescent kid and had to actually tell a story. No, no, no. Um, so <laughs> So yeah, and and I mean everything PBAS has done for me. I know I wish like we had a little bit more diversity. Just but we both went to PBAS, so we're gonna be shouting PBAS out. Um, and yeah, I would love a word count on how many times we say PBAS because I know, I know I've said it like ten times already. <laughs> um, but PBAS has literally like done everything for me. Like as a senior, they've literally guided me through this entire college audition process and yes i had my nyu audition yeah just yesterday from when we were filming so yay um and they they like literally without their help and their guidance and their preparation that they were able to give me um i would not have been near as prepared as i should have been and and like they they literally not they're not just gonna help you in school and the work that you're doing in school, but they're going to help you outside. And literally like the teachers there are there for you. They're not there to just like teach their class and then they're done, you know, like they're, they want to help you in any way possible. Like you could literally like shoot them an email and they could be like, yeah, let's hop on a zoom and let's go over this audition. Like it's fantastic. They're, they're incredible. PPAS has literally guided me through my entire high school and middle school career and it's allowed me to do so much stuff while I've been in school and it's been crazy like the times that I was doing Broadway and shooting TV shows and movies and then going to school like I would not have been able to do that anywhere else outside of PPAS so props to them and so then I know I talked about like doing school on tour and at middle school and high school then uh i was doing school on set a lot so it's similar you know to a uh just i guess on tour or anything like that you know you do school in either your trailer or like a common room when you're on set and you know you have your teacher and for me, I, uh, it, it could change depending on the job because you could have other kids. You could have other kids in it. Um, but for me, I was the only kid, so I was the only one doing school. And literally, we were trying to set up school wherever we could find a place that was like doable. And it was just me and the tutor, and it was great. It was one-on-one. They would really help me. Actually, it was interesting how they gave tests because – um, they would give you the test so you wouldn't be testing in school because you you couldn't because you were being a movie star. <laughs> um, uh, so they give you the test and, you know, they grade it on the spot and they're like, great job, you did really well. Or, oh, maybe we should review it and take it again. Something like that, you know, like you could really luck out with a tutor and and have that amazing one-on-one work and connection and 
then there's also a aspect of doing school while doing rehearsal Yay. and let me tell you something that is craziness um because you not only well I, actually both on set and when you're doing school in rehearsal are very um similar because a lot of the time you're running back and forth and as long as by the end of the day it adds up to four hours you're fine so um so you could totally be doing school and then like doing your work your professional work and it's kind of crazy because like all of a sudden you're like in the middle of this assignment maybe you're writing an essay and you're like oh yeah this is great i'm in a zone yeah 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 and then they're like Eli, can you come to set? Or Eli, can you come on stage? Um, and I'm like, ooh, I was really getting into it. So it's kind of, it it gets tricky, not only like just doing school, but also like, oh, wait, I have to center myself and get into character and like figure it all out there as well. Um, and then you kind of just have to like snap out of it and go back to school, you know? So it's craziness, but it's so much fun. It keeps you on your feet. And it also like just motivates you, you know? You like oh, I got to get this stuff done. So like, I, you know, I'm on a tight schedule. I got all this stuff to worry about. So let me just get it done. I let, I focus and it's all going to be okay. So, it, you know, it, it, it does depend a lot on the tutor, but thankfully on location education does most of the um, tutoring and stuff like that, whether on Broadway or on set. And they are, they're, they're the best. I mean, they, they their tutors are literally the best of the best. Yeah. So those are, that's kind of my rundown and experience. Oh, I did do online school, but like literally for like three weeks and I was like, can't do this anymore. <laughs> um, so, so Sydney's going to give you a better rundown of that because she handled it much better than I did. Um, so I can't wait. Sydney, Tell us about your schooling experience. Alrighty. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So the first glimpse I ever had of what it would be like to be a child actor and also have to do school was when I was seven and I was doing private school. I was in a private school. Oh, my and God. And 
I know. And- Literally me too. <laughs> In West Virginia. I didn't even talk about that because oh I was Oh my working. gosh. Yeah. I went to a little Catholic school called St. Joseph the Worker. <laughs> I know. It was so crazy. We had to wear these little uniforms every day and all of that. It was so funny. Oh my gosh. Uh, we loved Free Dress Friday where we could wear whatever we wanted. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm very <laughs> late. I'm cutting into your time. No, that's amazing. Um, but yeah, so I, I uh, got a manager when I was six years old um, and I was seven when I first really experienced, you know, school and acting at the same time. What would happen is, you know, two to four days a week, my my mom would have to come get me early from school. And obviously I would have my uniform. She would have to bring me a change of clothes. I would have to change out of my clothes. I would have to put makeup on my birthmark because I was at a point in my career where I was told that I, I needed to cover up my birthmark on my neck until, you know, I, I got to a point where I didn't need to anymore. And luckily I don't need to anymore. Wow. Um, But we had to do that constantly I, I we neither of us anticipated how many auditions like constant 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 auditions especially for that age and so my mom just every day she would or most days she would she would have to come in and, and get me early from school and we would go into the bathroom and I would change and she would put makeup on my birthmark we would rush to an audition and my brother was also going to the same school so she also had to manage him if he had an audition or if both of us sure. had an audition um and this is at what age seven Oh my God. Seven. See, seven year old, just like living this crazy life already. Oh, I remember it so vividly. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally remember just like putting my neck up while my mom just put foundation and powder on my birthmark. I remember it so vividly. Um, but after that experience, I, I knew for a fact, and I have never, ever faltered since I was like four years old in that I, I, I've never faulted in faltered in the knowledge that this is my passion. This is what I'm supposed to do. It'll always be. Um, and because of this reason, we we all uh, as a family came to the decision that it would be best, um, at least for the next year, to try homeschooling. Um, and so I, the next year I would be in third grade. The next year my brother would be in fourth grade. So from third grade, fourth grade, and fifth grade, uh, I homeschooled and, and I auditioned at the same time. Um, and something I, I, I got to say, homeschooling has its pros and cons. Homeschooling um, basically means I had a curriculum. You know, it was, it was an actual school. It was an actual curriculum. A lot of a misconception of homeschooling that – a, that most people think is that your parents are teaching you and a lot in in a lot of cases that's not actually the truth it's just you 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 have to enroll in an online curriculum that has its own lessons and classes and tests and quizzes um and you know they they all do it differently but but i i enrolled in a in a in a homeschooling uh yeah like to be honest, like if anyone is listening that is our age at the moment, like what we're doing right now and like our school is basically homeschool, except th- we don't have like that constant communication with a teacher. So like it's literally just teachers post assignments in this curriculum in your classroom and your blackboard, it's called. Um, and then 
we have to teach ourselves. So like we are are researching all of these things and like we're not being taught anything. If we have questions, we have an email that we can reach out, but it's really just us teaching ourselves to let so like I was just backing up what you were saying. Are you talking about online school or homeschool? Like both. Yeah exactly so online school really like uh, but like I'm saying online school like is what we're doing now is very similar to like what you were saying of how you had to teach yourself because your parents like yes they're very helpful god bless them um but they're also at, at work during the day or you know they are my favorite line is, oh, I learned this like 40 years ago. I'm I'm not going to be able to help you on that one. <laughs> you know, like, so, so it's very just like, just us trying to figure it out. Um, no offense, I, mom and dad. It's so, it's so funny you say that. I, I actually lucked out with parents um, that uh, my dad, I don't know how he does it, but he, rem- he knows like everything and he also remembers everything so if I ever need to go to him for something it's weird how he always knows this and and my mom um she's she is like one of the most supportive people in the entire universe obviously um but yeah no what you're saying is exactly true it you if you want to do homeschooling and you don't have a tutor that can help drive you you have to learn how to drive yourself because your parents aren't really going to be involved in it that much. If you're going to, if you're going to do a, a, an online curriculum, you have to learn how to drive yourself. And that definitely is a, is one of the hardest things, at least for me about homeschooling. Cause it was something that I struggled with a bit. Um, but yeah, pretty much what homeschooling is, is, is you go on your own classes and you have to, you have to complete your own lessons, answer questions, type paragraphs. You have to be in charge, you know, of driving yourself. It's up to you. Um, so I, I did that from, from third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade. And, um, and I, I, I auditioned at the same time. It was incredibly flexible. I got to do it whenever I wanted to, um, but in sixth grade, um, my my brother and I decided to go back to public school because, you know, ultimately homeschooling is hard and, and we we missed that social connection, especially for like middle school. Um, Jake and I, Jake, my brother, who is also a was a child actor, um, we we both um, felt it was necessary to go back to public school. Well, in sixth grade, um, in halfway through sixth grade is when I started Fun Home on Broadway. And uh, that's, it's, it's quite interesting. Like Eli was saying, there is a, there is a difference between tutoring when you're in rehearsals and tutoring when, when the show has already opened. In rehearsals, you don't have to go to school. You, they provide you a, they provide you a tutor and, uh, for example, there were three other kids in, in, uh, fun home with me from the beginning. Um, and so we all, we had this giant tutoring room and we had a wonderful tutor. Um, if anyone listened to our latest yeah. episode, you have to go listen you because it's to. with Gabriella Pizzolo and she shared, her and yeah. Sydney share some awesome stories about their time tutoring and they have this little cockroach bit that you have to listen to it's so funny sorry I didn't mean to interrupt no it was so much fun but yeah the wonderful Lauren Stam we 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 had an absolute blast and she was just incredible 
um, one of the best tutors ever. And uh, what would happen, like Eli said, is is it's necessary uh, by law that a, a, a working child actor who is doing tutoring, that they get pretty much a minimum of 15 hours a week, which technically means you have to do uh, you know, for, if it's a if you're just working five days a week, you have to do at least three hours a day. But like Eli said, you have the opportunity to bank hours, meaning you could do six hours a day if it's a if you don't have to do that much like theater work. You you get to sit there for six hours, and that means you have an extra three hours that you can pull from another day when you're going to be too busy to get in those three hours. Um. But, uh, yeah, pretty much we would go back and forth between rehearsal and school and rehearsal and school and rehearsal and school and tech, um, tech rehearsals, which is like a week long, um, thing of when they, they get all of the lighting and all of the technical, you know, they combine the, the technical aspect of the show with the performance aspect of the show. Um, and that takes a long time. It's a bunch of just standing and waiting, um, for the actors. And uh, what happened there was um, there there would be days where I couldn't stay. Um, I, 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 did, I wasn't, I was on, I was doing rehearsals too much that I wasn't able to bank, I wasn't able to get enough hours in. So what would happen was Gabby, who was our most recent guest, love you Gabsters, um, she she would have to stand in for me during tech rehearsals and I would have to go up and and do school in our schoolroom, which is so cool because the kids and our wonderful wrangler, Vanessa Brown, who she has her own episode um, of Take a Bow, um, we we were designated the top the the, the um, top floor of Circle in the Square Theater where one of the rooms was Vanessa's room, one of the rooms was Oscar and Zell's dressing room, one of the rooms was Gabby and my dressing room, and one of the rooms was our schoolroom. And there were four rooms in total. And and so during rehearsals and tech rehearsal, when we were in the theater, we would go to that schoolroom um, and have all of our like school stuff there. However, when a Broadway show opens and and it has um, child actors in it who are still in school, the show is no longer legally required to provide a tutor, meaning the children have to go back to school. Obviously, this is very tricky because most Broadway shows end late in the day. Um, me specifically, my, my show was only 90 minutes long, but I also had my brother Jake in a show, meaning I would get out of my show, I would go to the autograph line, I would hop in a car with my dad, we would drive over to the King and I Theater, wait for Jake's show to get out, and then drive him and a couple Wranglers home, meaning we would get home past midnight, um, and we would have to do our homework, and we would have to get up at like 6am. Obviously, that's not gonna work, we need our sleep, and being that we were in sixth grade and we were in professional performing arts school, PPAS, um, and PPAS being the just the most supportive, flexible school there is for child actors, we were able to um, work it out so that Jake and I came in a couple hours later just so we got that, you know, necessary sleep for our, you know, growing bodies and our immune system. We needed that. It's it, it was imperative that we had. So we were able to do that. Jake and I went into school together and we 
did school in an empty room for a bit until we got to join our classes at a certain point of the day. And then and then for cases where, you know, we had two show days, like on Wednesday, we would have to leave early um, before so we could get to our matinee. Um, well, after sixth grade, um, I, I decided to go back to homeschooling because it was, it was ultimately, I decided it it was too tricky trying to balance working and, um, school and getting an adequate amount of sleep. So seventh grade, I decided to go back to homeschooling. Well, eighth grade, oh, by the way, um, sixth, sixth grade for, for like half of it. And this, this is the case for a lot of, um, Broadway kids. Um, I was there for basically half of the year and I was not really there for the, for the other half of the year, but I was on location. I was still doing school for eighth grade. I was shooting a TV show in Texas. Um, and so obviously I had to be, um, on location. And for eighth grade, I decided to go back to public school because once again, uh, I, I, you know, there, there are pros and cons of homeschooling and public school. I just, I'm indecisive, but I decided I wanted to go back to public school. Thank you, mom and dad, (laughs) because I was constantly changing my mind. But ultimately I decided to go back to public school. And, um, during this time I got cast in a TV show. It filmed in Texas. So I would have to do, um, tutoring on set now doing tutoring when you're in a when you're in a tv show's pretty interesting because um what would happen is you would for example let's say you had a really emotional scene that you needed to do you would go do the emotional scene you would do it however many takes and then you know the the camera the director would be like okay we're gonna everyone all the cast you go take a break we're gonna switch the cameras around to a different angle well most of the time during those breaks I wouldn't actually get to have a break I would have to go do I don't know trigonometry or biology or whatever I would have to immediately go from this emotional scene snap out of it go do homework for like 20 minutes and then come back and then snap right back into the emotional scene and um I felt and I I I was very vocal with my parents about this and and they were incredibly supportive and we we just realized that if I truly wanted to dedicate myself to you know my passion it would be imperative for me to graduate school early. And so when I was eighth, when I was in eighth grade, I decided I I didn't know how I was going to do it, but I decided I was going to graduate early. Well, um, I got done with that with the first season of The Sun, and I went back to public school in eighth grade. And I stayed in public school through high school through ninth grade. So we're going into ninth grade. But here's what we here's what I decided to do for ninth grade. I, we found a a homeschooling curriculum, um, a wonderful homeschooling curriculum that I would be able to take at the same time I was, I would be able to be enrolled in and doing, and, and doing homeschooling at the same time I was going to public school, meaning I would do public school and homeschool concurrently 
So I basically finished two of my years. I would finish freshman year and sophomore year at the same time. Obviously, that was incredibly difficult because um, I would practically go to public school in the morning. I would get home. I would do my homeschool. I would do my homework for public school and I would immediately get on to do homeschooling for my homeschool curriculum. And um, and then halfway through ninth grade, I went back to Texas to film the second season of The Sun of my TV show. And so on location, I was I was you know, I had to man it. I had to handle um, shooting, you know, filming. Um, I had to handle public school, the work that I was getting from public school, and I had to handle homeschool. So it was just it was just a constant, constant, constant workload. But I knew it was what I needed to do. I would much rather fit all of it into a couple years and have it spread out over four years. Um, and uh, I I ended up graduating early, doing this method. I ended up leaving leaving um, PBAS. Uh, I, it's such a wonderful school, but I ended up for you know for my own needs. I ended up leaving it and finishing it through the homeschooling curriculum because I knew that would be the fastest way. And um, and then I graduated early, which technically means that in California, I would be considered, I, I am considered a legal 18, which um, that is important because of what I can think of two reasons. Um, number one, I, the production, if I, if I got cast in something, the production wouldn't have to provide tutoring. Number two, in California, I will be able to work the hours of an adult. So in the business, children, um, people, uh, minors are only allowed to work about, it, it depends on state, but around nine, nine and a half hours. Adults can work far longer than that. Um, and also this nine and a half hours has to include three hours of school every day. So you only get about six, six and a half hours of, of filming. So it's not that much. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so the, those, those two reasons, the fact, the fact that, uh, the, the production doesn't have to provide tutoring and the fact that I will be able to work a legal, um, amount of, of an adult's amount of hours in the business were two huge reasons why I also decided to graduate early. This is important because, a lot of productions. The reason the reason there's a there's a whole thing about how teens go through this dark stages where where they're you know they get cast a lot as a child and then they stop getting cast in stuff. But then once they become an adult, they they get cast in a lot more things is because like eighty percent of the time, a production is going to choose is going to cast an adult who looks like a teenager than an actual teenager because productions if if they cast a teenager who is still in school they have to deal with you know the child labor laws of of you know the working hours they have to deal with tutoring they have to put more money into finding a tutor and finding a wrangler um and in California, if if even if you aren't 18, if you already have a diploma, you get to be considered an adult. Um, and and you get to pretty much just bypass that that pretty much unspoken rule that 
adults are cast as teens instead of teens being cast as teens. Um, and so, yeah. And so now I'm I'm graduated early. And that though that's been my journey with school. I love it. Um, yeah, just to reiterate what you said, that last like minute is extremely important. So just so everyone realize, uh, look at Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Charlie was the only kid who was actually casted, so they didn't cast the other kids. Uh, they didn't cast other kids to play the other kids. You know, they casted adults. So not only are they going to be able to work the actors more and kind of get a little bit more time and more, uh, they may be able to accomplish a little more because of the hours and all that, but it's also much cheaper for them to do, um, to cast someone that is above the age of 18. So it's definitely a, it's a big thing that, um, that, you mentioned so i just wanted to reiterate that um yeah so i mean that's kind of a little bit about us and how we got through school while being on broadway and on set uh we get this question a lot so we felt like it was a good idea to address it um (laughs) and not and sure we've talked about school in other episodes but it was very brief and we will continue to talk about school and other things with future guests and whether it's kids wranglers uh tutors themselves whatever uh so we'll definitely be sure to keep you guys keep you all updated on all of the fun stuff that goes into being a kid while being a performer uh, while being an actor because it is very different from the adults uh kind of what they go through yeah so yeah um so just a couple of things before we finish, I guess. I just wanted to say, like, um, thank you, Broadway World. Every every week when we come out with a new episode, they're always uh, they're willing to post a little article about each episode. So that's been great. So if you guys want to check that out, check it out. Just search Take a Bow on Broadway World. They've literally been doing it for every episode since, like, the 10th episode, maybe. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, thank you, Broadway Yeah. So thank you for your support. Uh, I With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Also wanted to say, we hope that you guys are enjoying these episodes of Just Sydney and I, because not will... It's very enjoyable for Sydney and I just to catch up. We also learn a little bit about each other. Um, and we also hope that you guys are getting new information and helpful information and new things to consider while you're considering and 
trying to get into the performing arts industry. Uh, so we um, we want to just thank you for allowing us to share our stories because obviously a lot of our episodes are geared toward guests and not always our stories. Also, if you have any suggestions going forward for um, episodes like these where it's just uh, Eli and me, um, feel free to comment them or DM us on on our Instagram, uh, Take About Podcast, because um, these episodes are, you know, they're a good chance for us to go in depth about our, you know, own experiences in the business. Um, and and we would just love to give as much inf- helpful information or insight or perspectives as possible. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, so far we've we have three episodes that it's just been Sydney and I, and we've gotten great responses from them. So if you guys are liking them, we're gonna continue them probably about every ten episodes. So you have some time if anything comes to mind that you want to hear about. Seriously, like Sydney said, don't be shy. Uh, we would love to address anything and everything that you guys uh, are are wondering about. Mm-hmm. Um, so one last thing before I go. I just wanted to say that there is a new, I mean, a second wave of this COVID pandemic that we all kind of saw coming and uh, we kind of wanted to like not think about it, but it's here. And I wanted to say that I hope everyone is being safe and continuing to wear the mask and continuing to socially distance with masks on uh, because I actually came down with COVID uh, um, I was diagnosed um, last Wednesday, so it was just before we released our 25th episode, and I'm still qu- currently quarantined. Um, so, I mean, th- some of you guys have reached out already, so thank you for reaching out and just checking in. A couple other of my family members uh, have it, and that's how I was able to contract it. And just even around family, just be as safe and you know just smart and hopefully i don't know just as safe as possible because you know you never know yeah what degree of the yeah uh, you never know what just be careful yeah like there's you never know what degree of the virus you're gonna get um thankfully i think it's just because i'm young and like have a pretty okay immune system i haven't gotten too bad but my grandparents where i got it um having have experienced a lot of symptoms and aren't um progressing as quickly as i was um so just just keep an eye out for others especially for if you're if they're older um just keep an eye out and be be mindful yeah yeah Everyone wish Eli a get get well soon. No, no, it's okay. And, okay. And it's okay. Parents. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no, yes, be stay diligent. Um, and and just you know, stay smart. Stay emp- You know, empathetic. You you don't. You know, you you want to be careful not just for yourself but for other people. Yes, and yes, it is good that we are getting great news as far as you know, our future leaders who uh, that should be helpful. And then, of course, we have information that a vaccine is hopefully um, on its way and kind of getting uh, getting it's progressing just in the process. Um, So all these things are good signs. And hopefully 
we can just hold out a little longer and then everything can kind of go back to normal but like as normal as it possibly could and broadway reopens i don't know i don't know. even remember what way too far ahead like. i know right this is like the new norm uh, <laughs> i can't I, it's just so hard to believe and i know i feel like now we've all adjusted to it and we're kind of like forgetting about it but at the same time it's still a very real thing that we just have to you know think about um yeah 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 okay uh Uh, so thank you so much for listening we hope you enjoyed this episode we hope you got even a little bit of information or insight um out of this one and we shall see you next week Sick beat, am I right? For our curtain call, we wanted to give a few special thank yous to Nikki Torsha and Cormac Collinon for our amazing music, Giselle Bustos for designing our logo, and Tessie Tokash and Sydney Lucas for editing our episodes. Feel free to subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform you are currently listening to us from. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the help of Dory Berenstein, Alan Seals, Brittany Bigelow, and Katie Rosen at the Broadway Podcast Network, as well as our top patrons, Henry Friedman, Brian Thompson, PCC, and Patrick McNamara. Speaking of, if you enjoyed this week's episode of Take a Bow, go check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash TAB and become a patron today. Through our Patreon, you will form a relationship with us and get an inside look on what goes into this podcast. To learn more about this podcast, visit bpn.fm forward slash takeabow and follow us on Instagram at takeaboutpodcast where you can contact us with any feedback, suggestions, or questions and keep up with all things takeabow. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.